Welcome to Making Your Impact, a podcast to inspire and equip you to pursue your calling and make your positive impact on the world. I'm your host, Melissa Ike. I have a passion for making an impact, and I also have a passion for helping you make yours. So let's get started. Welcome back to Making Your Impact. It's wonderful to have you here. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Melissa Ike. I'm a co-founder and the director of communications and development for a nonprofit, The Dragonfly Home, an anti-human trafficking activist, attorney, speaker, and writer. You can learn more about me at melissaike.com. That's melissaeick.com. In today's episode, we'll hear the second half of my conversation with Hannah Brammer, one of my dear friends. In the last episode, Hannah talked about a lot of things, but mainly how a major career pivot has now led to her making an impact pretty much on a daily basis at the gym where she currently works as acting manager in her hometown of Des Moines, Iowa. We also talked about her extensive work with refugee children at her church, which is a huge part of how she makes her impact. Now, in this episode, Hannah tells us how learning about the four tendencies, a common topic of discussion so far on this show, which was developed by author and basically our best friend who doesn't actually know us, Gretchen Rubin, uh, how the four tendencies uh, started helping Hannah just kind of optimize her impact on the things that she's most passionate about uh, through learning about how she best forms habits and achieves goals. And of course, we laugh a lot uh, because that's just what you do when you get to hang out with Hannah. Uh, But before we get into the conversation, it's time for an Instagram shout out. This week's shout out goes to at Christina Moline. Christina, or Chrissy, as I've always happened to call her, is my cousin. And she lives up in Iowa, and she recently followed the podcast Instagram. So thank you, Chrissy, for the follow. If you would like a shout out as well, just head over to the podcast Instagram at Making Your Impact, click the follow button, and I may just give you a shout out on the show. One thing I want to mention before we get started is that Hannah and I recorded this episode over long distance. She was in Des Moines, I'm in Oklahoma City, and we had to overcome a few technical difficulties to get the recording done. And so based on our sort of workaround solutions, the sound quality is not maybe uh, what it would normally be, but it's you can understand everything. It's just every so often you get some what I call, for lack of a better term, like robotic synthesizer type sounds. Um, But for the most part, it's clear. There wasn't anything in there that I thought was super distracting. So just something to keep in mind as you're listening. Okay, now let's get back into my conversation with Hannah. I'm going to switch gears. I feel like you need um, an audio clip like switching gears every time you say that. Uh, like shifting. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> I'll get on that. I'll just record it myself. Yeah. I like I'll it. just like peel out somewhere or something. <laughs> that's great. We also have been talking a lot, you and I, we just have conversations all the time about, it's true though, about, so since I introduced you to our friend Gretchen Rubin mere months ago, yeah, just earlier this summer, I think, after she had spoken into my life so much, and then I was like listening to your Voxes, and I was like, Hannah's an obliger, I just know it. (laughs) Just like the different things you're talking about, and so you 
decided to listen to the audio book and you took the quiz and you were like, Oh, I'm super an obliger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like you have started to implement different types of habits into your life and seeking out like different strategies to help you achieve your goals. And now you're telling other people about the four tendencies <laughs> and they're all like identifying themselves and identifying other people, but they're not listening to the book quite yet or reading it, but they're getting there. <laughs> It's just my interpretation of the book that they're buying into. <laughs> right. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about what, what, what was it like to discover that you were an obliger and, and start to think about your life and your habits through that lens? You know, well, so I remember you, you kind of talked to me about it off and on for a while. And I know you later told me, you were like, I didn't want to tell you what I was or what I thought you were because I didn't want to you know, impair your test or, or sway you in any way. And even before I took the test, as soon as I started listening to the book and I heard her description of an obliger, I was like, yep, done. Don't need any further. <laughs> that's me. And that's been me my whole life. So an obliger is someone who has no problem meeting the external expectations on them, um, but really struggles to meet their own inner expectations and, and goals and keep themselves to those things. And it's even funny in my line of work because I provide so much accountability to other people and cheer them on and help them set goals and help them reach their goals. And then it's almost, you know, I had a point where I was almost embarrassed, like, how can I be helping other people? How can I, how can I not practice what I preach almost? How can I help other people hit these same goals that I have for myself, but I struggle to hit mm -hmm. them. And I think the most important thing that listening to the four tendencies did for me is that it kind of helped me stop um, the like self-loathing almost, like putting mm -hmm. myself down about it. Yeah. And I remember you saying like, no, you just have to just listen. You know, I, I remember you kind of hinting at it. And I was like, I don't know what she's talking about. I just feel like a lazy piece of crap because I can't stick to my own goals. And it really kind of enlightened and almost lifted a burden a little bit and gave me a new vigor for, okay, you're not just being a lazy piece of crap. You're not a lazy person. Look at all the things that you do. You're not lazy. You just need external accountability to hit your goals and you need to establish the right habits to hit your goals. So it's almost kind of reinvigorated me to, to approach things differently and look for ways. And I know I vox you all the time about here's a new habit I'm trying to form. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but looking at it differently and just realizing that that kind of, um, you know, putting myself down in that self hate talk that gets you nowhere. And right. it's not necessarily true. You've got to look at what, you know, what your tendency is and then work with what you've got and figure out how to make things work. Um, so now, like you said, I've been, you know, doing different, trying out different things. I literally, I haven't told you this yet, so you'll love this. Um, uh, so at the gym, I'm, I'm the assistant manager and we've got trainers that work for us. Um, and one of the trainers is an upholder. I have told you about her, you know, right when I started listening to the book, I was like, oh my gosh, she's an upholder. And that's why, you know, this and that. And you just start to plug things in, in your brain and think like, that's why that person is the way they are. Um, someone you maybe perceive as difficult or different, you know, you kind of start to, to see things from their perspective. But anyway, she's an upholder for sure. 
Um, but so we signed an accountability contract. (laughs) And I was like, these are the things, these are the, cause she's an upholder that tips obliger. So sometimes she needs, you know, that extra external accountability. Uh Um, and so we signed, uh, originally I thought she tipped questioner, but I think she tips obliger. So I, I think she hasn't taken the quiz yet, as we said, Mm -hmm. Uh, But so we signed an accountability contract and there are things that I'm looking at now and I'm thinking, okay, this is the habit I want to form, but how can I build in that external accountability? So it's really helped Mm me just do things differently and try to attack a goal from a different perspective and ultimately, hopefully make me, you know, more fruitful in my attempts to hit those goals. So that was kind of long, sorry. (laughs) Awesome. If you feel comfortable, would you want to say some of the things that are in your accountability contract, some of the ideas that you came up with? Sure. Um, So you and I had talked about this too, and you actually really helped me kind of um, almost pare down what was at the root cause of my, Mm. one of my goals. Um, We had talked about in the corporate world, we do this thing called root cause problem solving, where you've got a problem Um, but you don't want to just assume that that is actually the root of the issue. And you ask why a whole bunch of times to get down to what really is causing the problem. And then you attack that and you fix that. So I'd been talking about, um, my, my biggest thing is eating healthy. I'm pretty accountable to work out every day. I'm at the gym and I really do feel the external, um, expectation from clients and from people I work with that I, that I get out on that floor and I work out. So in that case, I'm pretty accountable. Um, but what I struggle with is my meal planning and my diet. And, uh, and as they say, you can't out-train a bad diet. So you really, if you want to hit goals in the gym, you, you've got to have the right diet. And you and I had been talking, I was like, maybe I need an accountability partner to, you know, make me send a picture of everything I eat throughout the day. And, and then I kind of kept talking and I was like, cause if I don't meal prep, I'm not going to follow anything. And, and you enlightened me. You were like, well, maybe then the problem is just, you need to be held accountable to meal prep. And that mm-hmm. kind of set off a light bulb for me. So mm-hmm. in our accountability contract, um, she's agreed to message me on the weekend and say, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, what have you got going on this weekend? What are, when are you going to meal prep? So to make sure I'm taking that time to meal prep for the week, um, and to then send a picture of the completed meal prep. So not only tell her, when am I going to meal prep, but also send the proof that I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have another layer built in uh, that if I forget my lunch or fail to prep and fail to bring my lunch, then she gets to take my debit card and go over to the grocery store and pick out something healthy for me to eat. Because my, my problem, you know, my inclination is if I forget my lunch, well, there's McDonald's, there's Bebop's, there's Chinese food, there's Subway, there's all sorts of unhealthy choices around me that are quick and easy. Um, but she takes that power away if I forget or if I fail to bring it for whatever reason, she gets to go pick out something super healthy for me to eat, which I may or may not like. And I don't want to suffer the consequence of forgetting to bring it. That's so brilliant. It's brilliant. I just was like a stroke of genius, that part of it. Like you get to buy my lunch otherwise. Just so you know, I feel like there are a lot of people like something like that. You might have just 
you might have you might have uh, lighted on a solution that will help millions of people. Yeah, because yeah. truthfully, there's yeah. little there's little consequence. Typically, if I forget, I might like you know slap myself on the wrist, but then I get to go eat something delicious right. on my lunch. So now it's a punishment if I forget. So I think okay. it uh it really will help me stay on track. Yeah. And what were you going to say though? I interrupted you to tell you you were brilliant. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm always okay with people interrupting me if they're telling me that I'm brilliant. The other one, I, there's a couple others that I right off the top of my head, I can't think of, which is bad. I should know my own accountability contract. I'm going to need, need to take a picture of it uh, at work and keep it on my phone. But I know there's one um, that she wanted me to agree to the one area that like she struggles to keep herself accountable to is working out if she doesn't have someone to do it with. She likes that atmosphere of working out with someone else. And if she's left to her own, because it's not as exciting, she'll, she'll kind of write it off. Um, and so we've agreed that I will come and do extra cardio two days a week with her um, at a set time to uh to make sure she stays accountable and do that car and does that cardio wow and then that's something that's a goal that you have wanted to improve on as well it, exactly it's kind of mutually beneficial there so you look awesome wow i'm so impressed i'm impressed by you generally but now this you really really bumped it up with this <laughs> oh i wanted you to tell the story about chico oh with the my gosh and can i so so kind of taking it back, Chico, he's just a character. I, it's hard to explain him exactly, um, but we're always kind of teasing him because he says words wrong a lot. Uh, like um, just the other day, he tried to say accolades, and he said it with a T instead of a D, so he said accolades. Um, and so we, we give him a hard time about that kind of stuff. And like you said, I've been telling a lot of people at work about <laughs> the four tendencies because we have this new trainer, and she's an upholder and Chico is an obliger like me. And so they don't always see eye to eye on things. Um, and I'm trying to think the exact example, the exact situation we were talking about. Oh, I told her about the four tendencies and I have told her like, you're an upholder and now I understand so much more about you. And I understand why you're, you're such a stickler and it bothers you and other people aren't sticklers and, and things like that. And I was like, but Chico, he's an obliger. He's like me. Da, 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 da. So I'm telling her all this. And then I go on vacation and little, <laughs> little do I know she is telling him now she's, she's playing telephone and telling him about the four tendencies. So I get back from vacation and I'm in the office talking to Chico and like an obliger, he struggles to maintain his own goals. So I was talking to him and I was kind of giving him a hard time because he's so good at motivating other people. And I was like, Chico, you haven't been working out, but yet you keep, there's a special group of, uh, this special class that we teach called AAA. I was like, you, you haven't even been working out, but you keep your AAA girls. You're like on them 24 seven. They work out all the time. And he looked me dead in the eye and he went, yeah, cause I'm a effing obligator. And I was like, I took a step back and I thought, oh, what? <laughs> oh, and then it dawned on me. I said, you're an obliger. <laughs> I suddenly realized that uh, our other trainer had been telling him about the four tendencies. And in true Chico fashion, 
he had <laughs> misspoken and said obligator instead oh. of obliger. When you told me that story, I laughed heartily at that obligator. And I still oh, think of it sometimes. He said it was such conviction. Because right. I'm an obligator. <laughs> and he just totally had the wrong word. I feel like Gretchen Rubin would enjoy that story. I really I think, think she would. I think she would too. Uh -huh. So let's crystallize. So you, if we're talking about making an impact, like you found a lot of satisfaction uh, moving into a job where you can make an impact for a lot of people. And then also you're making that impact regularly with the kids at Rock Power. But then what enables you, what's really enabling you to make that impact is meeting your own goals and taking care of yourself, um, engaging in that self-care regularly, learning about yourself um, so that you can continue to grow. Because when you did have that old job, you would struggle to make it to Wednesday nights. You would struggle to make it on Sunday mornings because you were so burnt out. And so this thing that was super important to you, that's wired into you to work with children and be a light for them, that was suffering because you were not able to take care of yourself. And so now you're in this new position. You took some risks um, <laughs> to accept the new position, but in doing so, now. I mean, like ever, like all these areas, you just see like they're all blossoming, right? Like you helping other people, you kind of like engaging in what's part of your calling in this world and then taking care of yourself. You see how it's all just so interrelated. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's funny, like to give like a, an exact example. So I used to teach Wednesday nights, um, uh, our juniors class, which would be like age 12 to 15, maybe. Um, when I was still working in my old position and, you know, middle schoolers are a very tough age of mm -hmm. children to work with. They can be very catty. They can not have the best listening skills, um, mix of boy and girl, you know, can cause problems. And so, um, I would just get, I loved these kids. Like it wasn't a fact that I didn't enjoy and sometimes they were so hilarious like they taught me new slang and I would just have the funniest stories of the things these kids would teach me but then when it came to like time to sit down and do a lesson some of those nights I walked away so frustrated because I just felt like I was like hitting a brick wall with these kids um and I think a lot of that stemmed from just stress that was built up in my day already and I just felt like I had a lot less grace with those children because I was so stressed and I was stretched thin and I was burnt out. And it was like, I came straight from work there. And sometimes I would go back to work yeah, after right. Wednesday night church. And it was just like unhealthy. And now I, I, and now I don't get to do Wednesday nights anymore because my schedule has changed. But now I teach the juniors on Sunday morning and over the summer it was kind of waxing and waning, you know, not sometimes they don't all come in the summer. They've got things going on or they don't, they're not in a schedule to wake up early. Um, but now school started back again. And last week we had a big group and today I had a good sized group and it's funny. I can feel the difference in those classes. I can feel that I have more patience. I can feel that I just have a, a more grace to work with them. Same age group same 
you know, kids are pretty predictable in a lot of ways at certain ages. Um, but I just, I can feel like a different, um, energy for it. So it really does affect you, you know, on different levels of, of your daily life. That is such a good illustration. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Okay. Well, Hannah Brammer, my friend of 18 years. Whew. I know. That's a lifetime. <laughs> That's more than half my lifetime. Wow. Oh my gosh. Half of our lives we have known each other. That's amazing. That's um, I just want to say thank you because we, we had to overcome a whole bunch of tech diffs. Yes. That's my term for technical difficulties. We had a lot of those today. Um, and we really had to push through. So I appreciate it because your message is so positive and you know, I, I just love you. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> your face, the whole rest of the world can't see your face, but I can see your face. Oh, oh, and I'm like, I'm over here like doodling on the side, but like, yeah, I don't, so I'm not even looking at myself in the camera. Um, <laughs> want to see my doodles? So I do. Absolutely. I told oh, you I was wow. a doodler. You were prolific. <laughs> That's a lot. Kiko gets really mad because this is his notebook. <laughs> and this is what I do when I'm on the phone at work. And he'll flip through his notebook and be like, Hannah, where all of my pages are taken up with your doodles. <laughs> So that's basically where our conversation ended. It is such a realistic glimpse into how our conversations go on a daily basis, not only um, in terms of how kind of silly we are, but also this discourse of positivity and encouragement. So you see why I'm friends with her, right? I hope that you uh, were able to kind of catch on to that as well. Now it is time to introduce a new feature on the Making Your Impact podcast it's listener feedback. In listener feedback, I'll share the questions and comments listeners send me through the podcast Instagram, the email, which is hello at melissaike.com, or via voicemail, which there's a link to in the show description. Today's listener feedback comes from at Janie underscore Mary. So back in episode nine, I did a mid-year resolution check-in where I went through my 19 for 2019, which was a set of resolutions I had made for this year back in January. The question of the ep was, what is a goal you've achieved or is in progress so far in 2019? Janie replied via Instagram, I've made two out of five of my goals, reach 500 followers on Instagram and attend three writing conferences. First of all, these are fantastic goals. I happen to know that Janie has big aspirations that she's working toward, and that involves becoming an author. I think it would be easy to look at a big goal like that and feel stymied, like not knowing how to move forward with that, how to move reasonably toward that goal. But expert wisdom says that the best thing to do is to break a huge goal down into really clearly stated and achievable steps. And that is exactly what my friend has done here. Second, I happen to know personally that Janie has now attended four writing conferences this year. So more awesome points. And then third, I happen to know that Janie has achieved all this while being mom to a toddler, uh, which is a huge job. So even more inspiration points to her. 
You can follow along with Janie's progress by following her Instagram account at Janie underscore Mary, as in Merry Christmas. Thank you for your comment, Janie. So now as we wrap up the episode, here's your question of the up. Does external accountability help you keep your habits? And if so, bonus follow-up, what is an example of how it's helped you? You can leave your response to this question in the post for this episode, episode 16 on the podcast Instagram at Making Your Impact. Of course, if you have thoughts or questions or something you'd like to hear more about on this podcast, you can email me uh, at hello at melissaike.com or leave a voice message by clicking the link in the show description. You can also follow me personally on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn by searching Melissa Ike, which is spelled E-I-C-K. As always, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Please remember to subscribe to get inspired and that the world needs you to make your impact. If you're interested in joining a community that could inspire and equip you even further as you're making your impact, consider joining Team Impact on my Patreon. If you join now at any of the subscription tiers available, you would be one of the very first members and you'd play a role in helping me build a truly supportive community for others who are seeking to make their impact. And if I do say so myself, every tier comes with fun additional benefits too. You can check it out for yourself at patreon.com slash Melissa Ike, which is spelled E-I-C-K. I hope to see you on Team Impact.